mixers, everything else, one day trying to make her whipped cream for everybody. Top 10 unfortunate political one-liners. We're back to Lyndon B. Johnson. We still seek no wider war. We still seek no wider war. President Johnson announced to the nation after the Gulf of Tonkin incident in August 1964 that the U.S. would not rise to the bait after what was considered a provocative attack from Hanoi. While the American government claimed that North Vietnamese warships had attacked U.S. vessels in the Gulf, it later turned out to be the opposite. The Vietnam escalation followed shortly thereafter. Now, Dan, before I even get into the rest of these, because I think they're almost irrelevant at this time of day, um, tell us again what Trump has been doing in China. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, well, what Trump has been doing in China has been basically um, wearing out the knee pads that he now has employed take, as he sucks the president of China's dick unapologetically and passionately. He has gone to China and completely reversed every position that he ever had when he was here. He, as we all know, when he was here, he actually said at one point, I think the most aggressive thing he said was, China is raping us. He said that. He said, China's raping us. They're robbing us blind. But then he got over there. They're currency said, manipulators. Don't forget. That was a big are, thing. They are currency manipulators. And then he gets over there, and suddenly he completely rolls over for this guy. He, he, he literally humiliated our country and himself. He, 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 he actually said the words, I do not blame China, you know. For our trade Which, problems? For everything, yeah. He said, you know, he, you know, he, uh, he completely backpedaled. One of the things that's so bizarre is that the president of China told Trump that uh, he actually, this is true. He told Trump when Obama came over, he got a state reception, but he said, but for you, we gave you the state reception plus. Extra shiny. Whatever the fuck that even means. I hope they imported the KFC because (laughs) I I still have it out to the universe. He chokes on a chicken bone in front of everybody and does it to himself so nobody can claim him as a martyr. I'm, I'm thinking, what? Does that come with turtle wax? I mean, what the fuck does that even mean? And he fell for this. He thought, I'm special. Right? We watched the undercarriage. Yeah, really. I mean, so he's he's walking around there with that stupid grin on his face, acting like he's, you know, Lord Fauntleroy. And doesn't, re- I mean, look. He, he fondles Roy more? <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. yes it's Maybe his ball true. washer is custom made. Maybe that's what he meant by plus. <laughs> Exactly. Look for the he, golf course. What are you looking at me he, like that? He, 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 <laughs> but but the, but the long and the short end of it is that Trump came back from you know came out of China with nothing. He he is he is literally the worst salesman that ever lived. He got nothing for going there. He came out of that. It was a complete waste of time. He got no assurances. Absolutely nothing. He is the easiest mark at the used car lot. Mm. That's who Donald Trump is. All you have to do to make him do what you want is give him a compliment. That's how easy it is to manipulate him. Not only are they currency manipulators, they're, they're presidential manipulators now, and they're better at it, apparently. He just, he's just putting it in their hands. 
Right. He's, he's a guy completely unmoored of any principle aside from self-enrichment and racism. Those are the only consistent through lines in his entire racism and sexism uh, in his entire life. Everything else, anything else that he says in his campaign is fake populism, whatever, can be just washed away exactly like you said with just a little bit of flattery or to be convinced by the last person who was in the room talking to him. And and all that, all that anti-trade rhetoric and and protections rhetoric about China and everything like that goes away and now he's he's congratulating uh, uh, President Xi for being successful in a in a communist party clutch basically that that <laughs> it, it, he only wishes he could be so powerful yeah, it, it, <laughs> and that, that's the other thing is that the other the other thing is lust for power in that he just the way he speaks so lustily it's it's almost like he's kind of just gently kind of patting his nethers with his with his unseen hand as he's talking about uh leaders in philippines and turkey and don't forget yeah, putin and 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 oh look, of course look, of course look, he's, look, Jennifer and I talked about this coming in one day. I remember I said to her, you know, I really think that when Trump watches the Star Wars movies, he thinks the Sith Lords are the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he believes that. I think he's like, look at that fucking Obi-Wan. Look at that fucking guy. Get him, you know? that's. <laughs> well, it, it was the same thing when he was complimenting Harrison Ford about how he handled Air Force One. Get off my goddamn plane. You know, this is my fucking plane. Right? Yeah. To the terrorists? Yeah. And he's right. like, uh, you know, Trump, I was uh, acting in yeah, Air Force One. <laughs> it was a movie. <laughs> that was a movie. Really. The last, the last great Harrison Ford film, if I may say so. Yes. Well, I'm going to oh. throw a couple more at you real quick. Herbert Hoover said, the fundamental business of the country, that is, production and distribution of commodities, is on a sound and prosperous basis. Thus declared President Hoover on October 25th, 1929. Sound familiar? Ah. Four days yeah, later, the stock market crashed, depression followed, and Hoover became a joke. And yet, all of this seemed to have been news to John McCain. Hmm. Call back. Story. Um, the 10 cities that were set up after the Great Depression hit. Hoovervilles. Were no, were, yeah, they were known as, Hoover, as uh, Hoovervilles. Yeah, thank um, you, Mr. And- President. And the and the uh, the soup that were being that was being given out at soup kitchens was known as a Hoover feast. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. If you're looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. 
Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. Yeah, every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. (laughs) Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And that you can be better than everyone else too every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But you'll be- never be better than me. You'll never be better than me. You'll never be better than Zach. And you also, it's a happy hour, but we don't have any alcohol, so it's happy ish.
But you're gonna do comedy. I'll do comedy. And you're gonna enjoy comedy. Just be an audience. Just come. It's free. Yeah, I just drink in my car. <laughs> you could like drink. Like a fucking adult. Exactly. Drink. Drink around the corner. Somewhere else. Not here. But uh, come to happy hour every Friday from six to eight with Trina Roderick. Yeah, do that. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click Click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio, all the time. The third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Oh. 
Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I'm not sitting like you wanna be calling me all the time like Blondie. Check out my Chrissy behind it, find all of the time. Welcome. It's two o'clock. It's time. Some call me Tim. When you hear the trippy music, you know it's time to talk about God. Or gods. Or whatever you believe in. And whatever our special guest today believes in. I think he believes in himself. You know, that's true. Uh, other than that, we don't know yet. We're going to delve into that here on Some Call Me Tim. In the second hour, be excited. Because it's pervert fervor. Pervert fervor. Coming up here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's two o'clock. Uh, hey, special guest, come on in. Everybody clap your hands for our special guest. Yay! Hey, wherever you like, there are four microphones. Uh, my special guest today on Some Call Me Tim is Terry Dorsey. Hey, what's going on, fam? Hey, do you know why we call the show Some Call Me Tim? No, I have no idea why it's called that. Uh, so, have you ever heard of a little movie made by Monty Python called uh, The Search for the Holy Grail? Yeah, yeah. So, there is a character in it, Tim the Enchanter. Mm-hmm. And it's when he's, they're going to go over the bridge, and uh, he tells them riddles, and, and he says, Some, there are some who call me Tim. And then he blows things up. And okay. Anyways, the, the Monty Python Search for the Holy Grail is about people the hubris of man seeking the chalice from the gods but it's <laughs> yeah. it's really about so the show is about talking to people about what what they believe in and what they don't believe in and gotcha, and gotcha. what uh, how they're raised so i usually start with uh, do you believe in jesus yeah i do do you really i do so are you an active christian no no but you believe in jesus were, right. you, were you an active christian at one point yes i was very much so i was a raised southern baptist southern baptist yeah Ooh. well both of my parents were from mississippi man so it kind of just comes with the territory so you sing this were you gospel singer you like you like the yeah i still oh. like gospel music to this day oh really yeah they didn't. They didn't beat it out of you. Nah, nah. Uh, well, you mean the Bay didn't beat it out. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the, but, so you were you were a hardcore religiosity. For sure, for most of my life, up until I was probably about, I'd say like 22, 23. What? Well, what what happened at twenty two or twenty three that made you make that break? It started a little earlier than that. It's just religion itself is a man made idea. Okay. You know, it's something that we've come up with to help us try to figure out all these little idiosyncrasies of our life. So what I started seeing was the breakdown of the business machine inside of the religious regimes. 
the business like with like are you talking about tithing with the money not even just they, with tithing money like the hierarchy of religions and and things of that nature basically i started seeing it as more of a business and less of a blessing wow um, not that I have let's see the thing is it's so interesting because I don't really have a problem with organized religion you know I believe whatever it is that you need to cope with what's happening day to day do that <laughs> wow know? wow but uh, I myself I just don't subscribe to it anymore I've, I've gained a lot in my life from organized religion it's sure. given me a lot of direction it's given me purpose and it's allowed me to know that there's more things at work than what we see every day so this is great you do you uh, so we we have very we have very similar upbringing. I was raised super Christian, and I mm-hmm. I believed in Jesus really hardcore, and I I loved the Lord a lot, a lot, okay, more than a lot. Like I was a religious zealot. I just really was on fire for Christ. Right. Going to Mexico. Ooh, that's loud. Going to Mexico. Uh, building houses for poor people. Gotcha. Loving loving Jesus. Right. That's good. That's all good things. Except that it was the it was the hypocrisy of the people in the religion that Correct, made me yeah. leap away from it and think that um, I, I don't know, I can't. Well, but we're, we're talking about you today. Well, no. So you, but you still, you still, you still believe. Uh, for sure. Well, the thing is, I believe like religion is preschool for adulthood. Oh, that's cute. Because I think it's a great place to start. It's a great place to awaken your mind, to open your mind, to uh, open your spirit even. You know what I mean? I think these are that's a great place to get it going. Um, and if that's something, that habit and that ritual in that particular situation is good for you, cool. That's great. But even if it's not, I mean... I'm not advocating for people to go or not to go, you know. I'm just saying if that's something that you do, that's something that I've done and I thought I found it to be very beneficial for my life. What's your favorite ritual? What's your favorite religious ritual? Praying. Praying. Mhm. Okay, so you I and I used to pray to the to the Jesus and he was my invisible friend and I always wanted to have a large cat mm-hmm. who was my invisible friend that I could pray to. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't allowed to have a large fuzzy you, cat yeah, friend. Yeah, probably should have been from Asia or something. But, it was a, like a werewolf and a just, cat. Well, I, I, the point is that Jesus, I can pray to. I'm allowed to because he's, the, but he's made up. But my imaginary friend who's made up is not okay. Is it the same? Did Jesus actually walk on earth? Is it completely a fable? See, that's my whole thing. It's like a lot of people look at it as, well, Jesus is fake. Well, I guess you want to go ahead and say Buddha is fake. I guess you want to go say a lot of other people are fake because these people existed. And there's a reason why they want to tell this story over and over. Yeah, over and over. Same story. I think it's kind of no question that he actually existed, whether or not he did the, you know, crazy Jesus stuff. Is, is well, I mean, it, could it have been a stretch of the imagination? Could it have been an exaggeration of the story? True. But why was this person's particular impact so great on humanity to the fact in 2016 we're still talking about him today? <sighs> it's a reason. And that's what I mean. Like, well, you know, it's so funny because they, they call Jesus the son of Christ, right? Then they call all of us the children of Christ, right? Right. Which means any one of us could be Jesus. Any one of us could have been that person. This person took that a lot. But then, but why does there have to be sacrifice in the myth? Like, Mm -hmm. can't Jesus just be a cool guy that like, why did, why did they have to kill? What is it about our humanity that even our God has to be killed? It's so funny that you say that. And I think it's, uh, that's that's a really interesting point because it, it was the, 
sacrifice that he made that everybody speaks about, right? And it was the sacrifice more of not to worship any gods. And I mean, I, I see this in every religion. No idol gods, right? Don't have any idol gods. Don't have any idol gods. But have this idol god. And that's what I mean. It's, it's like we missed the mark. Like, I, I really believe, and this is just some of my core beliefs now as an adult, right? I'm 37, so I've lived a little bit now. Yes, I do believe there was a design to this. Yes, I do believe that there was a design and why we ended up on top of this pyramid. I also believe that we were put here not so much just to worship someone aimlessly, but also to live. I mean, why give somebody such a great and amazing world and not want the experiences? Even in the Bible, it says, I don't want, I can make the rocks cry out for me. That's said in the Bible, right? So if this is a person that's all powerful. I just want if, if I just wanted a person to worship me, I could make mindless people. But what a beautiful sentiment that I want to make something great for them to enjoy and for them to have to find a reason, try to figure out what's going on here and me being the reason. That's what I like, and that's where I'm at with it. I think uh, maybe part of the answer to Pam's question about uh, sacrifice is because I, I can't remember if it was an accident or our own fault, but we wound up with free will. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. no, God gave us it was always supposed to, but that's my whole point. I don't never, I never, that was the reason. That was kind of for what I was I thought. It was, I thought it came when we understood that we were naked from the apple, that we weren't True, supposed but it was to the, it was, Well, it was like, listen, I'm telling you not to do something. It's just like when your parents tell you not to do something. Like, hey, don't come in my room after 10 o'clock, because if you come in here, you're going to see me banging your mom, and you're not going to understand it, right? Right, 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 right. And right. you're like, okay, I won't go. Okay, I won't go. And one day, you're like, I know it's 10, 15. Yeah. I'm going in there anyway. Now, you are responsible for the actions that point forward. That was the whole Apple and Eve thing. And, and that, to me, a lot of it, and this is kind of one of the things with religion. And mind you, the Bible's been translated a million times, right? Yeah, yeah. A million different ways from different dialects and things that I've Yeah, Aramaic and exactly. everything else. It's so crazy. there's a lot of things in the Bible that were lost in translations. The Gideons, actually, when they used to, remember the Gideons' Bibles used to always be in the hotels? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, it used to be, and this is something my pastor shared with me when I was really young, that uh, there used to be a, a, a little, like, write-up in the front of it from the Gideons saying, hey, listen, we've translated translated this and this is our thing and this is what we do but you got to understand this is literally just a translation so for you to get a better understanding of the text you need to dig a whole lot deeper you need to get a Greek huh. and Hebrew Bible and a Greek and Hebrew text of the Bible and then maybe you'll get a better understanding but this is just a general overview right because if you're going from Greek and and the word love has like there are you know 40 different translations of the for word sure. love yeah. in Greek there's like the filial love there's like brotherly love there's like all of these different Exactly. kinds of love yeah. and then you just say you know for God so loved the world well which love did he love the world with and then why sure. why, do, why do we hate the gays yeah. <laughs> well, man, but see, but no 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 but that's my whole point it's like all right. the different agendas like what's the most respected version of the bible uh, I don't know if it's the King James anymore. King James. I, I That's think it's the, NI, the NIV. Well, the New International pretty, Version is also up there. But people the King like James the NIV. internationally yeah. has usually been the standard. Like, as a matter of fact, that whole movie with Denzel Washington was about him protecting the King James Bible yeah. and having the text in Braille. I got, I got I got in trouble. I didn't get in trouble. I got uh, frowned upon in Michigan for removing the Bible from my hotel room and giving it to the front desk. Oh, get out. They said it had to stay? No, they didn't say it had to stay, but they just were just like, what the fuck? You know, like, like, like what time? You're a sadist. Yeah. Yeah, just, I'm yeah. just like, sorry, I don't believe this shit. That kind of creeps me out. I don't want it in my room while I sleep. That's tripped out. Creeps me out. I don't want it in my room when I sleep. I don't need that's these words. That's hilarious. I don't yeah. need these words next to me, but that's what I'm saying. These you are the need things to that put religion. That into a joke. That's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are the things that religion does to people. It divides us as much as it brings Zombie us together. Zombie Jesus. It divides. Oh, let's talk about division. You're a black dude. <laughs> what do you feel? Do you, like, here's a question about religion. How do you feel about the Mormons? 
Uh, I think the Mormons are just another group of religious people who come up with their own beliefs. They did not let black people in their church until 1978. Black people weren't allowed to be Mormons. Well, true. Until black, 1978. Black people didn't have Christianity before slavery. All oh, of these I didn't things. Even think about that. Think about that. We didn't have Christianity in Africa. It was. It came to Africa well after slavery. Although there's a Ethiopia, there's um, a huge sect if, because of the 1600s. There were some um, people that traveled down to Ethiopia, and so they are hardcore Christian. Oh, for Ethiopia. sure. Yeah. They have like 162 days of like different feasts and fasting, and they are so hardcore Catholic. They've yeah. got like these. Ethiopia is insane about it, but yeah, it's because sure. they were sort of colonized in like the 1600s. Well, true, and it's so strange because you know we didn't have Christianity before slavery yet. Most of the things in the Bible took place in or on the continent of Africa. Interesting. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why I know, like I said, religion itself is man-made. It's just our ways of trying to figure it out. So the Mormons, they figure something out. Just like I said earlier, how any of us could be Jesus, right? Uh -huh. Well, maybe they did run into somebody who was pretty special, like Jesus, who was able to tame the masses like Jesus, who seemed to be powerful like Jesus, and that's why they started following him. That was the reason why, in my mind, Jesus had to be sacrificed. Because if I'm walking the earth and I'm God, then who is God? That means we don't have a God. That's huh. basically what he's saying. So I have to give my life and devotion to the fact that I need you guys to praise the true God, not this man that's walking but amongst you. How do you divide that from, you know, the Mormons versus, like, the David Koresh situation in Waco? Well, I mean, David Koresh or even the Jehovah's Witness. Right. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, anything good is going to have some bad eggs in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like kind of like, okay, like a lot of people get upset with me that are Christians because I'm also a Mason. A lot of people were really? like, how can you be a Mason and be a Christian? You know what I mean? And a friend of mine was at my house. It's strange, like, you know, because a lot of people look at Masonry as a religion. Well, yeah. You know? I, and Don't you wear, you wear weird hats. You do ritual, right? Yeah, for sure. So, so if the, you po wear, the Pope wears weird hats. Exactly. So, but that's, it's just ritual in a different way. Like, True, it doesn't but that's mean it's also completely religious. Uh, masonry has nothing I'm not saying it doesn't have anything to do with religion but masonry at its core is not religious and I mean this is me speaking a mason you know what right. I mean it's not a religious organization is this, uh, it's is a this, satanist or uh, just kidding <laughs> I mean that's what everybody said what isn't a satanist organization is this, where, is I mean? this where the Illuminati starts well, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Could be older. I don't know. I don't know much about the Illuminati. I just like to speculate on them because it's funny. Yeah, no, I think it's great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people are going like, oh, okay, well, that means you're down with the Illuminati because you're I'm down totally with the I'm totally down with the Illuminati. I mean, we're all down with the Illuminati. Don't we spend money every day? Yeah. Don't we go to work to get money? And that's yeah. all an Illuminati thing, right? So at the Illuminati, 12-gate shoddy. Yeah, uh, blows, right, blows like a 12-gate shoddy. Human. Human. I don't. I don't make a lot of money. I don't spend a lot of money, and the only thing I really spend it on is uh, mutiny radio. Well, and drugs. <laughs> uh, and, a difference. And um, and alcohol. Alcohol, food, and drugs is yeah. pretty much the only thing I spend my money on. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I just don't like paying taxes. That's like against my religion. Uh, so Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh God, he scares the crap out of me. Aren't you scared? Are you scared? I'm so happy Trump is in office. Are you really? It's about time. Aren't man. you scared? You're not nah, scared. But this thing, this doesn't but affect us, man. Listen, does. we had a black president for the last eight years, and they were killing black people in That's the street true. like they it was a fucking you. video game. Right. So I don't care who the president is. Interesting I really don't care. thoughts. Interesting. I don't okay. have the right to have an opinion. I checked out years ago. <laughs> I'm my own bubble. I'm a selfish fuck, and yeah. I, 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 I hate what I see everybody write. Not for their opinions, but for how it makes me feel and I know that's selfish yeah. and awful but I can't 
I can't grasp the world in a whole. Like I can't either. I, can't I can, either. and I think that uh, you know. One of two things is going to happen. Either the Democrats are right and it's going to be basically the beginning of the end of America. I, I, or, or or, Donald Trump and the Republicans are going to get it right and show us like, hey, no, no, no. If you guys would have just given us control before, we would have shown you how to fix this country and even better. So maybe Donald Trump's America becomes a great America because he's not a Republican. I mean, he's definitely with the Republican Party, but he's not a fucking but Republican. he hates women. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. I don't know if he hates women or he likes talking shit about women. See, the he thing doesn't is, respect women. We no, know that. No, he doesn't have respect for he women. You know why? Because he women. has money. And you know whose fault that is? And Pam, I know I'm in your house. It's women's fault. It's women's fault for allowing rich men to do whatever they want to do. It's, it's and true. And you breed that environment. It, he doesn't even know he said anything wrong. Right. But and except that weak it's... Women, it's weak women. Weak women. But it's all because women. we're taught to be weak through all of the social cues. We're taught not to have control over our for own sure. bodies. For sure. It's a societal thing that's put upon us. And then when we react in this way, it's because... I mean, I've always been... I've never felt good enough because I'm a woman. And now really? it's actually... He's the president, and I'll never be good enough because that fat fuck was yeah. judging women, and he grabs them, and he touches them, and he kisses them, and he does whatever he wanted, the Miss USA pageant, Miss and, and I'll never be wearing enough makeup, and I'll, my legs will never be shaved enough, and I will never be skinny enough because everything is through the eyes of a man because a woman isn't real anyways. We're just objectified, and we're two-dimensional things that that have a really nice soft hole that people want to get into, but that's that's all that they want. We're not, and and this was this is saying we didn't want a woman president. Anyone with a woman, a black yeah, dude, fine. A Jew, that's no problem. What I saw more but than a woman? That's what I saw more than anything. Pam. And, and so, that hurt and, me. And, and it hurts me. And it, I think that religion a lot of times keeps women subjugated and it keeps them quiet. Yeah. Well, for sure. And and it was, it's, that's what it's designed for. You know, that's why I was. Oh my God, circling back yeah, to yeah, the King yeah, James yeah. Bible, right? Yeah. That's the King James version of the Bible, right? Well, King. James was a dictator and King James did everything the way he wanted to do. King James said I want this to be this the standard Bible I'm going to make this the standard script but that's one person. Yeah. He's still just a man but we put this man's name on this Bible and now this is the valuable Bible. You know what I mean? That's what they've been doing. In that in the Bible itself it even talks about how we should you know become subordinate to our government and respect right. the law. What right, the right. fuck does that have to do with my religion right. what if my laws tell me this religion no longer exists then what do you do because that's what's happened multiple mm -hmm. times Look, you know we're supposed to have separation of church and state but clearly clearly we well yeah we're still people. swearing in with our hand on the bible i doubt that right, isn't that but yeah you know and that's that's what i look at man but i mean no it is unfortunate i mean to, to me it did i had no clue that it was possible for trump to win I didn't think so. I'm either. pretty sure he tried I thought as hard it was as a joke. I, I woke up at midnight and I typed into Google who's president and it showed a picture of Donald Trump. I did it like five more times. Damn. Yeah. I was like, no, no, it no. can't be. No. Can't yeah. Be. Yeah. And then. Can't be real. Um, I mean, I'll say this is not related to politics at all whatsoever. And it's, uh, it's like my dad's like a weird old guy and he's, you know, kind of, he's his generation. He's like. Yeah got weird old guy racism it's harmless but it's still racist um yeah, for sure. yeah yeah and uh you know he's a dickhead um but i love him he's my dad i'm I've the same way my dad was the same way bro mississippi man Come yeah on. um i've never <laughs> i've yeah. never seen him this happy 
Word up. Yeah, I've never seen him this happy. And it's all for the wrong reasons, but I, I like seeing the old man that happy. Yeah. I mean, it was strange, too, to me, because I was having a conversation. This is a girl, man, who will rename, remain nameless, and she's beautiful, okay? Mm-hmm. She's, like, early 20s, you know, just this amazing girl, and I met her, and she's way too good for me, but I still try to keep in touch, you know what I mean? <laughs> and she's way too young, but I wanted to keep in touch because she was cool, and she was driven, and I really liked this girl, and she's been really keeping in touch a little bit more, and, like, she hit me when the Cubs were about to win. Anyway. With all that type of stuff, right? And I've been excited because I was like, yo, maybe this girl's kind of digging me. And then she like, she kind of dropped a bomb on me that I just didn't understand and telling me that she voted for Trump yesterday. Interesting. And I was like, you're such a strong woman. You're this driven woman. You're all about business and empowerment. And 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 you're very, very strong. What would um, allow you, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to look past all the other BS just to get somebody like Donald Trump in? Does she make a lot of money? She makes all right money. She's also like a TV personality and stuff too. So yeah, she makes money. If, a lot she, of made, if she makes over eighty grand, it's profitable for her to have Trump as president. Nah, for sure. And I get that part. And with her, I'm also a fan of Donald Trump's, just not as president. Like ever since he made this run for pre- actually, even with the Barack Obama thing when he was all pissed off at Barack and shit, I really wasn't even that mad at that. I was okay with him talking shit about him not because he sounded stupid and it was hilarious to me because he was like, uh, he doesn't even have a birth certificate. He doesn't. This is your birth certificate. I was like, dude, he's already held an elected office for a number of years that means you're saying that all the years of work he's done has been in vain and all the years of work he's done for this government for this city like my city chicago where he was a community activist or a community organizer you're saying that he did all that as a foreigner that's a that's about as legitimate as a u.s citizen i think you become serving your city your state and your country absolutely you know so i didn't have a problem with that it's just i like him as a businessman because the dude's resilient he bounces back and i think a lot of people have seen that and that's what swayed but if, when you have when your companies go bankrupt multiple times, he's had like thirteen bankruptcies. Companies Wait, go can, bankrupt, man. Can I ask you guys a question? It's part of business. Okay, so <laughs> it is. It's part of business, man. I, I got a I got a weird theory, but I think it's highly relevant. Um, okay, so Friday, um, I'm sitting on that bench outside, and um, I'm talking to a uh, trans person. Um, mm-hmm. She's crying because uh, Trump was elected and right. she thought that all her rights were going to be taken away in the yeah, bathroom yeah. thing. And I was trying to think of something to cheer her up without, you know, crossing boundaries and, you know, whatever. And the only thing I could think of was, I was like, look, I was like, I wholeheartedly believe that, like, you know, the mass of America, you know, the people that are between here in New York, you know, all I got really is like their job, their family and television. Yeah. Um, and I wholeheartedly believe with all my heart, 100%, I don't care what you fucking say about me, that um, if it wasn't for uh, 24, the television show, yeah. that Barack Obama would have never been president. Huh. Why do you say? Wait, because, because, I've because, never seen 24. Because it has black, he has a black president that looks exactly like Barack Obama before Barack Obama was even elected. Yeah, it put their plan at the uh, idea. Right, and then um, HBO um, has, I believe HBO has made uh, homosexuality way more... Uh, tolerable? Accept, yeah, tolerable. For sure. It's a, I, I can watch Men Kiss and not get weirded out. Yeah, it started uh, with that. What was the one show about the guys? True in Blood. Oh, uh, no. Oz. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I, I really watched I loved that show. There was a lot of Oz. I told her, I said, like, I'm, uh, there's several shows out now see. with positive trans people. Yeah. yeah. Shameless right now. They did a whole Don't thing. tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't afford the season, so I got to wait till it's over. Oh, uh, okay, okay. okay. You, Sense8, too, though. Like, I was just Sense8? on the set of Sense8. Yeah. Exactly. no idea about this show. So imagine I walked in. I love 
that's a that no show. idea. I think that there's some, you know, back. I don't know if it's uh, like some weird group. But I don't know if it's somebody's funding this, but um, I feel like HBO has done wonderful things for uh, the gay and lesbian trans thing, like True Blood, Oz. Well, yeah, a lot of sure. it has um, to do with um, the Wachowski brothers now sister. Yeah, the Wachowski one of the, sisters. One of the the Wachowski. He, he, she. He's, is, she well, is she, she now? That's what, I, that's what I was told. Yeah, yeah. I said. You was, have to it was the Wachowski brothers. But it's both of them. Oh no, but True Blood's been around for decades. Both brothers are now sisters. they're brothers and sisters. I had no, no I thought closer. it was just I thought wow that's It started amazing. with the uh, the taller brother who believe it or not looks very feminine like I saw him on set or her on set and that's what happened in my head. I was like that person looks familiar and famous but that was a guy and let it go and then I remember she looked at me and so, I was just like oh, okay and then they were like no nah, dude you're right. That's uh, that's the dude. He's now okay, a girl. Jane Don't make that so mistake. With, yeah. with that said I feel like Trump's Television shows prepared us more on well, not more. I don't want to judge anybody, but like prepared such a bad word. Um, the the masses, yeah, for his presidency, whether he was trying to do that or not, you know, with the apprentice. No, like, I don't they, think he was trying to do any of this, man. Did you see him on election day? Are you no, kidding but, me? He yeah, was praying to God. I don't even think he believes in God. He was like, "What have I done?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, literally. His yeah. I've never seen an election where the the president elect walks out and everyone looks scared. I've never seen that before in my life. Now I was happy, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm gonna tell you why, because white people are dealing with what black people have been dealing with in this country <laughs> forever. You're scared of a racist president. This is hilarious to me. You know what I mean? I'm 37 years old, and I never thought white people would be so afraid of a racist president. It blows my mind. Well, I'm I'm sincerely worried about the upcoming class war. Um, I'm glad you said it that way, because that's exactly what it is. It's 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 an upcoming class war, and it's unfortunate that. We're still seeing color yeah. because it's the rich people against the poor people. The poor people. Yep. And the unfortunate thing is that we only give certain, uh, it's that we don't value labor. I, I'm a mm -hmm. communist, right? So, like, I don't believe in religion. <laughs> no, I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a socialist. I'm not a communist. But I believe that your work is your worth. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why manual labor or labor in the home is so devalued mm. and why sitting in an office and passing memos around that doesn't exist on a computer right. in a cloud where nothing's being made and just you're being paid for your higher order thinking except we've cold critical thought there's all kinds of just problems that right, right. the rich people aren't working hard well, the poor people work very well, hard you have to thinkers and the doers and the doers most times aren't great thinkers so who do they look up to yeah, but the I'm, great thinkers and that's why the thinkers control the world the doers can get it done the thinkers can put the plan into action to make it happen you know, so except that you can I'm get a it thinker done. but because I'm a woman I, my my skills I can make you've had my pot uh -huh. cookies I make amazing pot cookies and food and stuff and oh, yeah. I have a lot of really great wifely skills that have never been I mean Martha Stewart started monetizing them in the 80s and it became homemaking became this thing that I think has a little bit more value mm -hmm. but it was something that was expected of women and now suddenly it sort of has value yeah but it's the value of your work and for some reason, like I really value doctors. They have smarty pants thinking that I don't have. They have for bought sure. an education and they are doing something that I cannot do. For sure. But when people are making egregious amounts of money for doing nothing, 
It just, it makes me angry. I, I don't know what number you're it looking at, but focused. I had a kind of like a reverse situation of this when this whole candidacy started because um, it was when Bernie was very popular and he right. was talking about everything. And, um, you know, I made the mistake of telling somebody that, but like I took some online quiz where I put in my um, a- annual income because I, I, I basically I didn't know who to vote for and it said if you don't know who to vote for just look at the numbers so mm-hmm. I put in my annual info and it told me to vote for Ted Cruz um, <laughs> and, that worked out well and uh, I didn't I mean obviously I didn't do that I didn't vote um, and that's my choice yeah uh, for sure and uh, so anyways uh, you know I was talking to this guy a good friend of mine and um, you know drug addicts uh on EBT, but not making the best of it and like doing right. art and doing anything, right, just right. sitting at home, watching TV, getting fucked up. Not a comedian, just some dude. Yeah. Um, best, dude on a couch. Yeah, dude on a couch. And um, he had the gall to say to me that, um, like, I didn't deserve to make as much as I did and that he deserved more money um, because uh, he was like too sad to go outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that made me for a little while hate everybody I knew that was on food stamps because, I mean, the hours that I work are fucking insane. And the amount of shit that I do is like... He and he speaks a language that makes no sense. It, it's hilarious. He, we were hanging out and mm-hmm. he was working in the back of the bar and he's saying these words and they're English words and they come together, <laughs> but they don't make Talk any code. sense yeah. if you don't know yeah. what. It, it's so funny to listen to him work. Okay. It's like, really mm, funny. Just like copy, Wilco. Uh, you know, yeah. like uh, I was like Mariner terms. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a tugboat dispatcher. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I yeah, remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wait a minute. Did we? Did you just call me out as a comedian in a nation's late? night wasted yep you remember that yeah yeah, yeah. that was you it was you and julie ash yeah, yeah. i was hitting on no, julie no, was, was who was hitting on I wasn't Ju- that wasn't julie that was oh no it wasn't julie what is her name julianne uh it's someone with a j she was from chicago she, oh uh yeah, yeah 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 julie hardesty there you go yeah 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 yep. I, called it. I knew he was a comic fan i walked into the nation we was open, was right? like, yeah i was just cracking jokes <laughs> and i was like he's a comic <laughs> you're a comedian where have you been performing at and he was like dude how'd you know that <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that crazy. is so funny yeah. uh comedian sighting that's what i call it that's how it works yeah. see that's god at work that's my point now ah. divine intervention think about that i mean and that's the other thing where it's like yeah it's just stuff chance like chances it just happenstance because how many millions of people are there in the city of san francisco there's seven miles by seven miles it might not even be a million people. I think it's about nine million. I sold. Is it nine million? It's like nine so. million people. Yeah, I left my we phone out there. So. Ah, yeah, we should Google. But think about that with all these people from all different walks of life and all these different things, right? How is it that you make these really interesting encounters that are, that are basically set in front of you? You know what I mean? Like, guys, got to remember, I'm not from this city, so I came here. I didn't know anybody. I've been basically in the Bay going on two years now. It might seem like longer, but I've only been here a year and a half. Huh. And with the people I've met and the connections I've been able to make, yeah, a lot of people are like, it's just me. They're like, oh, no, dude, you're a networker. That's true, but it's a reason why I'm a networker because some of this stuff, believe it or not, guys, is set out in front of me. I don't do it. See, now that's that's bizarre, though, that you take it off yourself. Why can't you take it for yourself and say, hey, I, these are my skills. I am yeah. a great people person. I do meet the right people. I don't and take I, it away from myself. I'm just saying that I know personally with myself, with everything I say and that I do, some of this stuff is just out of my control, man. It yes. really is. 
that's what I, I can't like I that's why I can't believe in God or religion because I cannot think about things I can't control right, right. see now I'm on page I'm on board with you because yeah because then I because I get out of control I start you know I'll get like I mean I won't anymore but there's a point in my life where I was so fucking bad I had arithmia which is like mm-hmm. when you you know it's like if you see a string of numbers it could fuck up my whole day right or like if I'm walking right. and a street lamp goes out and next two days are fucked you know like I just mm. just weird I'm connecting dots constantly right. I mean it was because I was misdiagnosed with all these horrible meds but I I still have like a tiny ounce of it. Like if I see the right string of numbers, even now I'm just like, okay, shut the fuck up to me. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. like I've been there. I never want to go back. So if I get into the unknown, like aliens, God, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, okay, you can acknowledge it. You can think about it once, but that's it. I feel you. I think it's different too. If you, I mean, I've walked in it I can't. and I'm walking uh-huh. in it. You know what I mean? It's very different for me. And I mean, I know I, like I keep telling people, I was like, all right, if you don't believe, keep watching me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And keep paying attention because... I'm not saying I don't believe. I'm just saying I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll get you. I, like agnostic. I'm saying no, I no, don't no, believe. No, no. I think it's random. Did I meet... Last night, I was drunk. I drank too much whiskey. Mm-hmm. Not too much. Just enough, <laughs> I guess. It's always just enough. But I met... Was it the whiskey? Was it God? Was it me? I met some Israeli guys on the street. I ended mm-hmm. up selling them weed. Like, no, how that's, did that, that's how chance. Did that happen? That's mad. That's usually and chance. This guy, he's I'm like, talking about he, deeper he, connections well, than that. And he was hitting on me, and I was like, I have a boyfriend. He's like, no, no, come back and talk to me anyways. And I was talking to him, and he's like, do you know do you, where we can get some weed? And I'm like, well, right I here. actually have some for yeah. sale. And I had a big bag of shake, and I was like, it's like 10 bucks for all this. And it was a ton. And they were like, what? We're Israeli. And his friends right, came over. Right. And then, then he, I was he was like, oh, do you have changed for a 20? And I was like, I don't. You can just take it. And he's like, no, why don't you take the 20 bucks? And I was like, yeah. oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, is that thing? God? Because I needed 20 bucks. No, the same thing happened to me Maybe Friday night. Maybe not every time, you know. Except it wasn't, it, really, it wasn't really guys. It was Asian guys. I texted you. I said, I'm too drunk to drive. Can I hang out at Muni and play music? And then I came here, and there was just two weird guys talking about stuff um, on a podcast. Uh, they were weird looking, but they were probably cool. Yeah. Um, so what, I, what time was it? What day was it? Was it was like 1 a.m. on like Friday night. Oh, right. That's the stranger in a strange land. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't realize, I don't know if I knew what time it was when you texted. Uh, you were probably asleep already. Um, <laughs> uh, we were all hammered. And then, uh, so I just like hung out in the corner, ate a bowl of rice um, until I felt a little bit better, grabbed my shit, um, got in the car and I realized I didn't have a lighter because you stole my lighter. Oh, uh, I'm so that's sorry. Cool. So I pulled, was it blue uh, and tiny? It was either blue or gray. It was blue and tiny. It's out anyways, by That's the cool. way. I tried, to, I tried to light with it this <laughs> no, morning. She's like, yeah, it's, it's like returning so, the car. Like, hey, dude, your car is out of gas. Uh, have some respect for yourself. So, okay, I, call, so, I, so I pull over um, in front of F8. And um, I walk up to these two uh, Japanese men smoking cigarettes. And um, I go, hey, uh, uh, can I use your lighter? And the guy goes, uh, yeah, sure. He gives me a light. I'll have a cigarette. And his friend goes, uh, do you know where we can get weed? And um, the friend that we were with happened to give me a whole handful because she, she had to get on the plane. Oh. So she gave me like a half eighth. Nice. So, um, I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have some. So I was like, put out your hand. And I gave him the thing. And I was like, how about I give you this weed for that lighter? And then... Um, <laughs> No, 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 the guy's like, uh, no, I was, no, the guy was like, do you want money? I was like, can I, can you just give me that lighter? Yeah. You know, for this weed? Cause I really need a fucking lighter, man. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, uh, but then I can't smoke the weed. And I'm like, can you give me like 20 bucks worth of weed? He's like, I'll just give you 20 bucks. And I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. Cause you could obviously just fucking take the $20, go buy a lighter and, yeah, six yeah. Eggs, and you're up 18 bucks. But, um, <laughs> so I was just like, fuck it. I'll just go buy a lighter. So I took yeah. this 20 bucks. And then he's like, um, how do you smoke weed? Oh. 
so I took out a dollar bill no, and I, I told him how to get a Swisher Sweet, uh, slice it down the middle, and then I taught him how to get that you have to lick it from the inside. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to grab that too. Teaching okay. blunt rolling to the Japanese yeah. pervert fervor. He, he could have been Asian. I don't, I don't know. He could have been Korean. I, I'm not 100%. Sure, whatever. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, well, you guys, think about this, okay? This is what I'm saying. Like, I remember, okay, I got two quick stories, and you know my stories aren't really that quick. One story <laughs> was I was coming out of seventh and eighth grade. I was coming out of middle school, going to high school. I was a short, just actually became a taller kid. I was short most of you my- You were short? I, dude, I was not that tall, man, especially compared to some of my friends, man. What's short and to you? Short, like, five, six. Okay. It's like how tall I am. Five, seven. Um, well, I mean, in comparison to how tall I am now- You're like six, one. Shorter right? is what yeah. I six, two? Yeah, six, six, two. Oh, okay. So, that's what I was saying. So, I was like, you know what, God, okay. I, 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 I looked at my sister's friends. You said, I wish out. I was a little bit taller. I wish I was nah, a baller. Nah, I, didn't I do wish that I yet. had a girl on the phone. I would call the her. The height was just a blind blessing. Didn't even know how big <laughs> it was going to be. But I was like, listen, I just want to have a couple friends, man. Like, I, I have friends, but like, I want friends like my sister had. Because my sister had, like, they're still tight as tough as nails. Like, they're the bomb to this day, you know? And I knew it and I saw it as a kid. And I said, God, I just want to have a couple of friends like that. Is it possible for me? Because I really wasn't that dude. I was kind of quirky. I thought I was funny. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't really that acceptable in the cool crowd yet. Praying and then, for friends. New story. thing. And I asked for a couple friends and I got, you know, hell, dozens of friends. I mean, when I could say real friends, we used to roll out 20 deep. You know what I'm saying? As a crew. And we're still tight to this day. I just went to one of my boys' weddings in Miami, right? So that was one thing. And the other thing is how I ended up in California. Why do you give this to God, though? You made those friends. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. did it, Terry Dorsey. True, yes. You did it. Right. I am the vessel, okay? I did it. True story. I'm not saying you right. can't do it. It's faith, even in the Bible, it says faith without works. It is, by, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is the work of God, not by men, so that no man can boast. So look at this woman. Hail yeah, Mary. Raised, right. <laughs> Say Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, so I mean, but I, I, I saw what happened. I saw the changeover. And I saw the difference in people as I affected them. I didn't change much about who I was. I just saw the change in other people to accept me for who I was. Now, on top of that, even even past that, though, like I say that because that was very powerful in my life. And that's something where I felt a bigger connection to God because I saw it manifest in my life. I didn't become cool. I didn't buy a motorcycle. My dad didn't buy me a Mustang. You know what I'm saying? But somehow. I thought I you were going to say buy me a mustache. <laughs> right. <laughs> I still don't have a good mustache, to be honest with you. But, you know, I saw that manifest. So it was weird. I had a comedy club. I did comedy from 2000 to 2006. And I, I had enough of it. And I started working. I started young. Yeah, I know. I was 20. You know what I'm saying? When I started, 21 when I got on TV for the first time, right? Oh. So I was blown away, and I loved it, but it never went anywhere because I was part of the urban scene. And no disrespect to the urban scene, but you have to cross over still to the mainstream circus to really hit it big. You can make oh. money in the urban scene, but to really make it on TV, you got to come out. You got to do the NBC showcases. So you have to do that. So I gave up. I said I gave myself five years. Some good stuff happened in the fifth year. Went to the sixth year and quit. Tried everything I could to get away from comedy. Every possible thing and down to opening up a comedy club on the, in the south suburbs of Chicago it lasted about a year and a half then we turned into a nightclub right that club closed down and I was at a standstill in my life that I hadn't been in in a very long time I had nothing to do I had a little bit of money um, but not a lot I had a little bit of money left after this club because I don't know if you guys ever well you know these businesses <laughs> will drain your pocketbook yeah you know yeah. and 
I prayed to God. I was like, God, listen, I was about to take a job at a, at a hotel and I did not want to take this job at this hotel, man. And I said, hey, I'm not sure exactly what I want, what I need to do. I'm not sure exactly what direction to take. I just need a little help focusing. Now, mind Here you, that's God. me. That's me. What were you going to say? I just said, dear God, oh, you're still praying. You, but mean, mind you, that's me, though. I'm No, that's me saying, hey, listen, I need help with figuring this out. I need some direction. Okay. I got up from that prayer. And not even 10 minutes after that prayer, I had a guy I used to work for call me and say, hey, Terry. Uh, no, he, he hit me on Facebook and he was like, yo, going out to California. And just all he said, that's all he said. I'm going uh -huh. out to California. And I was like, yeah, we talked about that. When I worked with you before, he said, yeah, well, I'm finally going, man. You think you can come help me? This is not 10 minutes after that prayer. You think you can come help me out here in California just for a couple, maybe two months? Wow, I'll, wow. I'll make it worth your while. Yeah. And I said, yeah, right then and there. And the next week, I got on a plane to California. And I've wow. been here going on three and a half years. Wow. In that time since I've been here, I got pushed back into comedy. And not by other people, but by my own life. Gotcha. Where it's like, dude, I needed to maybe get you out of this environment to put you in a better environment to heal you a little bit. And I moved to Santa Rosa. What better healing place to move to than Northern California? California, huh. where I also encountered a lot of people who were atheists, which I was not used to, which made me question my beliefs and all these different things. But it's only made me stronger the longer I've been here because he was like, right, right. I know they don't believe, but watch how I do this for you. Watch how I move this so far out of the way for you. Watch how I put you in whatever position you want to be in in this city. And you don't know anybody here. So that's why when I say my beliefs are different, it's because I've had a personal walk. And in that prayer or meditation, even matter how you look at it in that so prayer and or meditation is all the same. Be quiet. Yeah, Listen to your spirit. Right. I'm, I'm here with you guys on this podcast talking about God. Stop, it's all ah, ah, making me. I see. I, it's hard because I. I don't want to call it God because mm -hmm. I don't like it's a dude. Why does it have to be a dude? Everything's got doesn't to have to be a dude. God itself to me has never no. been male or female. Really? Everything, everything nope. including Jesus. Jesus was the son of God. That means God had to give birth to a child, which kind of makes him feminine. But also the strength of the man is what they always show. So I was always looked at it as the duality of a male and a woman is neither. Huh. I feel like Mary was raped by an angel with like the God insemination, right? Like Could've the angel been. came in the night and put the put the God baby juice in like a little turkey baster and stuffed it up there. All right. Yeah. Or she maybe she was just covering why up did the virgin, affair. Why did the well, why did why and why did the birth have to be a virgin birth? Because somehow it's like the purity of a yeah. woman. She was never sullied by a man. Like right. why does it have to why does a woman's sexuality have to be part of the whole Jesus thing. Oh, because like, no why? matter what we have on this earth, no matter what we look at every day, no matter what we create, there's still nothing more amazing than a woman, than a human no, this, woman. There's still is, very no, few this, things on earth that do for us This is where we're us, fucking we shit do. up for women right here because we put women on a pedestal. It's like reverse misogyny. It's like backwards misogyny. It's like we paint this picture of a woman and they paint it for themselves too. That They're supposed to be this perfect, beautiful, adorable, no, wonderful thing. Perfect. And then when they don't get that, men get upset Sons get upset, yeah, I guess and then right. they hate themselves. I guess shit right bags just like us. Well, true, but I mean more so in the fact of what men do is great, right? I'm not yeah. discounting men. I think men are also amazing creatures that have developed this planet and 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 created sciences and things of that nature that helps humanity. Not that women haven't. I'm just saying, men and women together, we're both pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. It, it takes both of us to create us. So at the end of the day, there's no one that has any more power or truly is any more special. Honestly, we're all I'm just, just saying, we're all just people. Yeah, well, yeah, we're totally just people. 
You know what I mean? For sure. But even inside of that, man, I mean, there's something about a woman, the nurturing characteristics of a woman. Like, I can go to my boy on a bad day and he, he gonna give it to me straight and I might need it that way, right? I might go to a girl on that same day and she may give it to me straight in a completely different manner because it's something about the makeup of a woman that is nurturing. There's just something there that most men don't have. And well, the average woman. We don't have that connection. We've taught women to over the years to to build us up emotionally oh yeah for sure that too yeah that too but it's also i think something about childbirth it's because you can't breastfeed that's what i was about to say it's something about childbirth and being that connected to and the at process some point you were currency i mean yeah it's true it but is I mean, a form think of currency. about it for us childbirth is a 10 second orgasm that's what men deal with for women childbirth is a nine month Body changing, life changing. 18 plus years responsibility. True. For your well, the men, should, the men share that. They but should they share that responsibility. But sure. a woman literally has an 18 plus. Yeah. There's nine in utero, and then there's 18 years yeah. where you are responsible, where your right. needs are secondary. Yep. Where your wants, we get to leave. your wants and your needs are secondary. Yeah, for sure. Because it, you have to nurture. Otherwise, it's going to die. Yeah. It's like you either nurture this thing that you made or it dies. Whereas guys just need to be like, oh, whatever. Exactly. So, and, and there's something in all of that that makes women a little bit more special uh, to me, but not more special. I mean, like, it just makes you guys. I just want to be equal. More. I just, I don't even want to be special. I just want to be equal. I just want to be paid the same. I'm sorry that when you have a baby, you don't get paid for it. I don't know. Like, man, Ali makes... Wong has some good points, man. I don't know if you guys watched Ali Wong's last special. Oh, I didn't. She I was didn't. mad at you. She didn't say your name in particular, but she was like, all these women who want to work, you pissed me off. We had it made. You know what our job was? No job. That was our job. Except that then you're completely reliant upon another person for your for your ability to be alive. Yeah. Which is, I mean. Hey, man, let us have some credit. I mean, honestly, Jesus Christ, you guys gave birth. You guys did all that stuff. Can't we at least take care of you? No, we can't take care of you because that makes you feel small. Well, I, I just think well, that yeah. I, I just think that when we put women on these on these pedestals, especially in young men's brains, um, and then they hit sixteen, and then girls start to you know become normal people and do yeah. promiscuous things and upset these weird young men with this painting of a perfect immaculate woman that their mother or father has you know put in their brain. That's how you get weird like sexist trolls. And, like, but I mean that's what I'm saying. That doesn't even exist anymore, bro. I'm gonna be honest Dude, with have you. Have you been man, on Reddit? I think in 2016 the the idea of what a woman is compared to like 1996 when I yeah, was a kid is go to Stanford six months thing. ago oh, yeah I know with the rapist I get that yeah oh no that wasn't six months ago with the Stanford rapist when was that it was like maybe two or three months ago yeah yeah, because he was only in jail for 30 days. But no, no, I feel what you're saying. I'm just saying that the idea of what women are and what women could be and what they should do has changed dramatically. I'm not saying we've made an amazing stride, but it has changed dramatically. And I do believe people want to accept women. It's just, it's no different than racism. I mean, you got to think. A lot of people want to do without racism. And other people can't wait to enforce racism. It's the same thing with sexism. We just yeah. love to hate as humans. We love to find something to hate. Why? And then that's the other. Okay, so here we go. We're talking about religion and mm -hmm. Christianity and and seeking God's love and everybody love, mm -hmm. love, love. Why are people so hateful? And do we need religion to instill upon them yeah. some external morality because we're hateful, evil, horrible people? Maybe. What's going on? 
Maybe, Pam. You might have just hit it. I mean, honestly, what is it that keeps me from being a complete dick? Because I'm a dick by nature. You know what I'm saying? But what is it that keeps me from being a complete asshole? What is it that keeps me from saying, you know what? Fuck this chick. I'm about to beat her ass and take her purse. What keeps me from doing that? My morality. Right. That's what keeps me from doing that. Even though I know I'm 270 pounds and I can take any woman by the neck and ring her the fuck out, right? Or by the pussy. It's fine. Or now by the pussy. This, now you yeah. can describe what, her by the pussy. That's it's what fine. keeps me from okay. being that type of dude. Let me tell you guys something. So you think religion makes you a good person? I think religion helped make me a better person. I didn't say it makes me a good person. Okay. I think it can make a person who wants to be good a better person. It gives you a reason and purpose and rules in a world where we're just all agreeing to the rules anyway. The rule is don't hit a woman. I know a bunch of my boys that beat on chicks, though. Uh-huh. And they stay with them. I've never hit a woman. You know what I'm saying? I hit because my boyfriend of my, once. Well, I mean, I got smacked by a girl, <laughs> and I wanted to hit her. But the first reaction was to hit her, but I grabbed her, and I threw her across the room into my very nice California king-size bed. I <laughs> Just girl. to prove a point to her. Because it wasn't like the bed was closed. It was a big-ass bedroom I had at the time. I had yeah. a couch in that bedroom. I threw her like 10 feet. And she was like, did you literally just throw me across the room? I was like, yeah. You just smacked someone who can pick you up and throw you across the room as if it's nothing. Think about that, you know? Yeah. And I, but that's what I'm saying. It's that morality in me that me, keeps I, me from being a complete. I, I was on a dance floor one time, and, um, you know, this one girl knocked into me. I bumped into this other girl. She spilled a drink on herself. She turned around clocked me in the eye. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I wound up, threw a punch, stopped about half an inch from her face, yeah. and said, dude, how do you think that would have felt? Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> she tried to get her friends to beat my ass. They all said no. Really? Yeah, they were just like, yeah, he's right. Oh no, I was ill. Like I'm, I'm very much about don't smack me. Don't. I mean, I was, me, I, I was 17 you. when I did that, but yeah. I would never do that now. But that's my thing. Like I was all about like, yo, you don't touch me, I won't touch you. Let's just be cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when this girl smacked me, I was two of my other friends were there. We were just drunk. It wasn't even like an argument. Yeah. It was a playful thing. Yeah. But I don't play with violence. I don't. I'm not gonna play choke you out in front of my boys. I'm right. not gonna play smack you. Don't smack me. I don't do the violence thing. Actually, you know, I, I did. I did smack girl one time she she hit me uh, i was at a party it was all cops yeah um do you remember fajita gate fajita gate now there were those uh, off-duty cops they're about 26 years old beats yeah. the dude up and ate all his fajitas <laughs> was that here yeah i must not have been here yet okay. that's crazy okay so they were my friends mm-hmm. um not proud of that yeah. but uh i was at a party that they were throwing and um you know i had a really big crush on this girl and she knew it and she was just using me for it yeah. and uh, i didn't know it then but um so she just like starts slapping me in front of all these cops and laughing and laughing. She slaps me again. She slaps me again. She slaps me again. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to block them. And then I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give you three more swings and then I'm going to backhand you. Yeah. And then, uh, turn off a backhanded her in front of about eight cops. <laughs> and she, you told her, look, man. yeah. And they just were pointing and laughing hysterically at her. Um, like, that's because they was like, that's kind of what you get. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's my whole point. It's like a lot of those girls who do that type of, I'm not saying I'm, I'm advocating violence on either side, man. No, no, no. But those chicks who want to smack dudes and put their finger all up in dudes faces and push us past the point. Cause rage is, rage you yeah. know what i'm saying you want to push people past the point then expect us to have to be cool about it the only thing that's keeping us cool about it is one of two things your morality or the law well it's like now if i get mad i don't trust any of my emotions because i like if something happens where like i could have multiple emotions from it i have to like shut off all my social media and like right just like because i like i'll get drunk and start 
saying bitch shit online or like hard shit or whatever. Yeah, no, I've done that too. Yeah, and, we um, all drunk Facebook. And uh, Facebook. I, I, I don't regret. I, I don't regret it. But because um, you meant it at the time. Yeah, I meant it at the you time. Know. And uh, oh, I got but then I was just like, I don't even. I don't. A, I don't trust how I feel because mm-hmm. I'm upset. Yeah, and loaded. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like B. Why the fuck does everybody need to know? Yeah, and that's what I'm learning, bro. Like, this year is my last year participating in social media on a personal level. Oh, yeah, I just deleted. On a personal level. I just deleted Facebook. So I'm trying to, like, figure out how to promote without it. Yeah, if if you find out, tell me how. Yeah, good luck. Well, what I'm going to do is. You can keep Messenger. You can keep Messenger. Interesting. What I was going to say, what you could do is, well, I mean, what I'm suggesting, what I'm doing, which is pulling my emotions out of social media, pulling my personal self out of social media. I don't want to post any accomplishments. I want to make get my professional social media pages i want to get forward. a cardboard thing and hang it up here at muni somewhere and just have it be like my wall and people could just like leave messages right yeah on you it. know what's funny yeah come back up with a real wall yeah you know what i mean like yeah. let's, let's do some can i can i rent like three feet by three feet on the wall space you do whatever you want yeah. okay yeah. Whatever you want. yeah it'll be my facebook page but we gotta think of a new page name for it I, mean, also, I don't want to get sued by facebook even when i looked at like the social they're media, not gonna come after they don't care about you <laughs> they don't care about you no. they care about yeah. making money but even well, they with care that, about with the followers and stuff. It was so funny. Nobody wants to believe in God. Nobody believes in any of these things. But we believe in things that don't exist every day. You follow people you've never seen on the internet because they posted a couple cool pictures, and that's the society we live in. You show somebody a couple cool pictures, I'll follow you to the end. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Give somebody a catalog of stories that show that there was something of value to this idea. They'll say, Nah, I don't want to believe in that. I'm not following Dude, that. Dude, I, I, I started the, this pervert fervor thing that I'm doing. I started on a podcast, and it's just me. Practicing uh-huh. um, this crazy contraption that I play, and um, yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, and uh, I don't get a lot of plays, but I put it out on iTunes. But yeah. I looked at the stats, and it's all over the fucking world. Like yeah. uh, one dude in Iraq listens to it nine times a week. Uh, like yeah, it's like is that a soldier or is that like ISIS right. or like I don't know what's going on either, but yeah, I dig it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> building like a bomb while they're listening to my music or like fucking right. that's it's out there now. But, no, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. out there now. I mean. It's a very interesting sounding yeah. instrument. So I can, that's not so much racist. That's like right on point. <laughs> that's like saying dude where Michael Jordan can't play basketball is wrong. That's kind of on point. You shouldn't be rocking basketball shoes. You're a hoop. Right. That's just me. Right. Yeah. If the shoe fit. And quite the literally. instrument kind of looks like a bomb. <laughs> yeah. When I walked in, I was like, is everything okay? <laughs> Immediately. I was like, what's happening with this? All right. Yeah. But yeah, man, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just the whole thing. Like, follow me on social media. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. Make me an idol. Make me something to worship. Look at my pages. Like my pages. Give me the respect I deserve as a nobody. <laughs> and there's no God. <laughs> That's what's happening in the world we live in. We don't. We if you don't believe in a god, you believe in the god of, of technology. Right. We, we came right up with yeah, that. We did an episode about a couple that. weeks ago. We yeah. decided that technology is god. It's the new god. No, no, no. Technology has never been god. Technology is the devil. Are you serious? If you if you looked at it in religious terms, you know the the devil was the entertainment director in heaven. Well, it's kind of for a better it's term. It's got the yeah. dichotomy of good and evil because it's making things. Oh, it's making things go away like yeah. without the, the internet i don't think the world would have been as aware of you know, a lot of things a lot of going, things that happened like, oh, no, no. Uh, like i think the internet was a big part of exposing that um 
the whole cops shooting people. Oh, no, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, like, so it's doing just as much good as it is bad. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, just because I say something is the devil, I'm not at all implying that it's bad. The devil in itself, the idea, however you want to look at it, de-evils, devils, whatever, these things are necessary and good for us, right? Because if you've never done bad, how do you know good? If you've never been exposed to pain, how do you know pleasure almost? You know what I mean? Like, right. you might know pleasure, but like loss is what I mean. If you've never been exposed to loss, how can you really experience You gotta hit rock bottom to see the top, man. You gotta, you know, mm -hmm. you can't just fucking coast through shit. That's my point. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I believe the entertainment's the devil, man. It sucks us in. It makes us mindless. It, it takes over a lot of our thinking. It, it changes your perceptions about what people think and feel. It elected this president. Well, it's just like religion. It's all you use it. It's how you use it. Yeah, because a lot of people just related. People do the same shit with religion. You're 100% right. A bunch of fucking cons go to church every Sunday. And, uh, and they're the evilest yeah. motherfuckers in the world. Exactly. You know, like, that's what, that's, that's another thing. Like I said, like, I mean, church itself is good. And I, I want to make sure I say this on this podcast, too. I believe church is good for whoever is good for. I want to make sure I get that point across. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm and I do advocate. I'm an advocate for a church, and I do believe that it's, it's a great process to go through. I'm not saying that you have to be a lifetime, lifetime congregation member, is what I'm saying. And what I've learned is if the, if the church is supposed to be in the world, how can you go and put God into a box every Sunday? Well, no, I've, I've said this on this podcast before, but I think you'll like this quote. Um, uh, it's a standing in a garage, uh, or uh, standing in a garage, or standing in a church, um, gives you faith like standing in a garage makes you a car. Hmm. Interesting. Way <laughs> yeah. But well, this is the thing about church. Church is about the congregation more than anything else. It's about getting like-minded people in a room and using that positive energy to create good. And that's what people are missing. It's like people who are, are who are coming together. Oh, wait, can I can I ask you a question yeah. about Baptist uh, yeah. congregation? I'm not even sure if I'm getting this right. Okay, so one no, time what? I went to Missouri. I was in St. Louis. Um, mm -hmm. I was staying in a hotel, and it was um, heavy, heavily populated with um, black families. Yeah, um, like many staying together in one room, and. Mm -hmm. um, they were there to see, like, some sort of TV and evangelical oh, figure. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, so in the middle of the night, um, my brother and I are out at the bars, and mm -hmm. my mom is in our hotel room, and she's yeah. fucking terrified because uh, she's hearing this screaming just all throughout the hotel, and it's just like, so she goes out in the hallway to see what the fuck's going on, and she listens closer, and then she finally makes out the words, and it's people like praying but screaming and crying and just yeah. having these dramatic yeah. episodes it happens well i mean what, it's, is, it's, what is that called well to speaking in tongues well yeah no no, no it's speaking in tongues too but i mean more so like just when they become overcome like, me like, yeah okay, when they just yeah, become yeah. overcome well because our brains while very powerful we use very very small amount of it so when you open up the third eye just speaking a west coast term you know when you <laughs> open up the third eye and you're exposed to something it can become overwhelming if i ask god for an answer and i I feel like oh, I've like immediately, yeah. immediately received it, and I get that wash of feeling and emotion over my body, sometimes that could become uncontrollable. That's what that is. And I've had that happen to me a few times in my life, where I, I felt like I lost all control in the situation, and, I'm, and, I, and it, at first it was embarrassing, Yeah, you know, but then um, it, it became a lot more than just embarrassing. It was more like it was empowering. You know oh, what I mean? I, I it was allowing me to believe that what I believe is true, and I know it's true. I don't care what anybody else is wrong. I used to live next door. No, that's what you're going through at that time. I used to live next door at Baptist Church on Fallon Steiner, mm -hmm. and um, man, every Sunday I'd go um, sell on curb and smoke a joint, and just listen to them sing. 
Yeah. Uh, it was fucking amazing just to hear that you feel it, man. Just uh, how much they loved it. Just like, uh, it's real. Like, that love is real. And they invited me in a couple times. I was too scared. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That love is real, though, bro. No, it's, there sure for, it it's, it's usually there because it's been proven, too. It's not like it's blind love. This isn't, look, look, especially in Christian faith, Catholicism a little different to me. My mother was raised Catholic. You know, originally my father was Baptist. She became Baptist. But it's not blind faith. A reason why you see those people there every week, the reason why you see those people giving up that money, and the reason why you see so many people taking advantage of those people, they're not taking advantage of them in vain. A lot of those people are still being blessed in that situation. One asshole being an asshole and turning that into just some revenue stream for himself doesn't necessarily mean it's fake. You guys remember the movie Leap of Faith with Steve Martin? Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. I've been advocating to become funnier so I can one day redo this movie. I want to be <laughs> the black dude. I want to be the black traveling minister. I want to redo that movie. And with Creflo Dollar and all the scandals and stuff, what a perfect time to release that movie. But if you guys remember that movie, the point of the movie was he was phony as a $3 bill, right? And then he saw something that was real and it scared him shitless, right? And he saw something that was real and made him realize, even though I'm a fucking dick, even though I'm a piece of shit, I've probably actually been doing something good for people without even me knowing. Right. And it scared him because he was a crook. Now he's like, well, I got to get out of here. And he just <laughs> left because that's what happens. And that's what happens to a lot of those people in those churches. A lot of those people are the same way. They don't know, say, naysayer. No God, no nothing. No, I, no, no, I don't think those God. people are necessary. I mean, unless they're trying to take a lot of your money or, or something, I don't think those people are necessarily doing anything wrong. I think a lot of those you, people are trying to take your money. Bro. Well, right. But like, I think if, you know, um, like the one we were talking to last week, uh, yeah. You know, she was had Dee this whole like interesting cat. Yeah, she had this whole um, you know, kind of like uh, energyistic, um, uh. new age kind of. Uh, she heals with the chakras yeah, yeah. and meditation. And then I, I figured it all out. You're a god. Uh, Everyone's yeah. a god. I, I figured it all out. I'm like, this is cognitive behavioral therapy. This mm -hmm. is just with a little magic put onto it. Well, the thing is. Science is just taking the magic off the magic. That doesn't disprove the magic. Well, I think it's, I think it's just you know good. What I, mean? I, I think good it has just a lot of different I mean, faces. Well, you figure gravity. out how a rainbow exists, does that mean that prism, rainbow yeah. doesn't exist anymore? No, right. that rainbow still, is still majestic. It's like you, you're trying to it's get a little amazing. kid to eat his vegetables. You know, you make up it's some story prism. about why the vegetables are great. True. True. Yeah. Well, yeah. broccoli does taste good if you roast it. Yeah. You put cheddar cheese on it. That's I don't true. eat broccoli. It's got 100 calories My grandma said make you big and strong like Pac-Man or no, what the fuck's his name? Popeye. No, Popeye. Popeye. That was yeah, the spinach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. any green. No, that was when she was. Well, and with this all she us, was trying to feed me dots. This is this brings us to. That was hella nature. funny, and neither of you got that. Dots, dipping dots. No, like Pac-Man dots. Oh. Boop, oh. Boop, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. We missed that. I one. missed. Sorry, I was because I was thinking about vegetables and how easy it is to. I am going to nanny for a small child who's a year old, and she's just a doll, mm -hmm. and she has this weird disease where she can't eat bread and other things. Oh, okay, so yeah, she's basically that. a little paleo baby and she eats like sweet potatoes and chicken and eats super, super healthy. And she loves vegetables because that's all her parents ever gave her. If you just give people the right thing,
things, exactly. they won't be terrible people. So it's kind of like religion. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you give people the right dose of religion, like just enough broccoli, yep. they really like broccoli. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Let's get rid of all the pomp and circumstance. Well, let's you get rid I mean? of the the crappy popcorn with the fake cheese on it. Like, yeah. like if you don't feed your children beige foods, if you don't feed them chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. then they won't eat them later. Yeah. If you feed them nice, delicious, so we'll just we have to feed them the okay. right religion. Although Christianity, I don't know if it's the best religion. I think Judaism for children is a little more inclusive, and although it's also exclusive because it's like we're Jews and we're better well, than you guys. Well, I mean, but that's the so, whole thing. That's the one problem with religion, right? Every single religion that I've gotten into, that I've studied, you know what I mean? It's they exclusive. All, but they've all got it pretty much right. I mean, if you look at every religion, the religion they share probably sixty to seventy percent of the exact same beliefs, mm-hmm. and it's that thirty percent of control that somebody has put on that religion to monetize it, to to move a uh, political agenda or whatever right, the case right. may be, that's the, the looting property on whatever continent that you're on. Even tribal, you know what I mean? Giving respect to the gods. Even though they, I don't, you might not get the name right. You might not get all that right, but I don't, I personally do not think God is caught up on his name because I'm pretty sure we gave it to him. <laughs> right? So at the end of the day, I, I he even just wants his reverence. Yeah. Just give me my reverence. Just say that you know it's something that was going on and I'll hook you up. I do my best to work with you. Well, as I a, mean, it's an unlimited power, you know. If I think that I, I don't know, I, it's hard for me to believe in the concept of God, but nature is like a real thing, and I feel like the wrath is going to come bite us, and everyone will believe in nature as God. But that's a force. When nature the, is a force, right? Well, because isn't it's is not God a, a force? Thing, but it is a force. This is those things that are unseen. Like I said, we had to call it God. We had to create these other things. You know, when you look at. Um, Africans, right? In general, with the pyramids to the gods and all these other things. You know, we had to come up with a name for this stuff to make it make sense. But that doesn't mean that's right. That doesn't mean that's the absolute truth. Because it's flawed because we're men and we made it. Right. It's just the reverence of knowing. That. Even if we call it nature. I bet you God is like, I love it when people call me nature. That is so dope. Nature's my favorite name for myself. <laughs> because it's not just nature. It's the force of nature. Right. And people are going to see it when the global warming, because you know that he should, who shall not be named and his the other he who should not be named they are global warming naysayers they say that it is a fallacy it does not exist right but global warming is not real to push the religious agenda God destroyed the earth by water oh, and then they said God would then destroy the earth by fire yeah well Sodom global warming man Sodom and Gomorrah happened before and he didn't just Sodom and Gomorrah might be happening again wouldn't that be good? But and that's the thing is which cities get destroyed? I All say in Texas, definitely in Texas. Eventually, humanity. Listen, humanity can't wait to kill itself. But if you listen to the religion stuff, if you listen to the religion stuff, our city will be the one because the gay people are abominations, and yeah. the, I'm well, like, I am part an of the abomination. Well, what makes an abomination? I love the abomination, and uh-huh. I don't want it to end. <laughs> but we're gonna move into an abomination problem with the gay people and you, the ladies you know with their proportions so and you know I'm black them. and you know how black people feel about gay rights and gay people we're how, very homophobic as a culture right uh, uh, most of it has to do with our religious beliefs now I move out here to the Bay Area 
And that's changed a lot of my ideas behind all that stuff. A lot of times, because we're separated from something and we t- just choose to stay separate, we just won't ever buy into it. You know, now, I've, I've heard that. I've, I've seen it like in shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was actually true. That was a super huge thing, especially for gay black people. You know what I mean? They have to deal with it on both sides. You know, like they're like, right. you know, their family's going to ostracize them. Like, how dare you? And a lot of it comes down to just the core beliefs of surviving as humanity. Huh. If we're all homosexual, and if you look at anything else, right, since everybody believes in evolution, you know what I mean? I ain't seen too many gay tigers. I ain't seen too many gay <laughs> elephants. I ain't seen too many. I see monkeys do a lot of monkey business, but they go and get them some pussy, and then they are going to have babies. So that's what everybody is really looking at more than anything with the homosexual agenda that it looks like is being promoted. It also is like it's the new rebellion. Whereas in the '90s, it was being a thug and gangbanger. In 2016, yeah, I, I'm gay, mom. I see. The I'm f- gay, dad. And then those uh-huh. same people, because I'm 37. I see. The, the, Ten years later, married with children, and they were like, "That was a phase." The right. How could it be a phase? The, I, I think you know, the, I, I got a theory that the rise in not everybody. I'm just saying some people. There are some real gay people out here. The, I've them. <laughs> they were born gay. No, check this out. I grew I, up with a gay dude. I think I feel like uh, for real. <laughs> the homosexuality, uh, trans. Uh, I don't know if that's the proper term for it now. But I apologize if it's not. Huh? Um, I think it's scientifically it's the evolution from gender to something else. Um, mm. To do away with gender. Yeah. That's deep, man. You because know, because did you, did you say you read this or is this just something you thought? It's something I thought. Dude, that is a profound statement. I feel bro. the same I feel the same way about ADHD. Uh-huh. Um, like it's like it's like I get bored so fucking easily because I can do a million things at once, but I can't do one thing. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's I feel like it works out better for me once I figure out how to handle it and adapt to this world. Once I hit 28, I've, I use it to my advantage. Yeah. But like growing up, it fucked me up so bad because I yeah. couldn't do shit in school. Nah, but, man, um, mess me up all week on that because that makes so much sense. Doesn't man. it? It makes so much sense. Yeah. Because it's like if we can get away from male and female, yeah. it just becomes more efficient. Humans, it would be way more efficient. Like, like I, I said, I'm a builder. It's like, like, I said, it's I like aliens. You don't see fucking female aliens, male aliens. They're just, just one thing aliens. aliens. Exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Always been. Yeah. I don't know, man. Gazoo was a dude from the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. Gazoo was a dude. He was really yeah. rude. He, he was, was a little, dude. little could have been in disguise. Too. though. Could have been in disguise. Yeah. Funny. Which one was Osmodius? Was it the Flintstones? No, that's Jetson. Nah, Jetsons. Is it the Jetsons? Yeah, Osmodius. And we're the little dude that'll pop out of nowhere. Well, yeah, I think they all They're Hanna. both Hanna-Barbera, so it it's all that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. platforms. But uh, that's something I'm going to be pondering, man, for the, probably the next few weeks. Dude, get back said. to me on it, man. Because that's yeah. such an amazing idea, but I really like being a dude. I like being a dude, too. I, I wish I was awesome. a dude. No, I wish don't. I was a dude. Absolutely. If I was a girl, I would never want to be a dude. Well, no, I want to be I a... I love being a dude. I want to be a dude so people would actually listen to me. When a girl comes Damn, everybody up... Everybody When a woman... No. When a woman come up comes up with an idea... When a man comes up with an idea, everybody listens. When a woman comes up with an idea, everybody forms a committee, and they talk about it. That's true. It's yeah, absolutely true. Right, I give true. you that. But that... Yeah, I mean, we guys, got a committee for everything Guys said make decisions. Women... Get, get to follow or not follow, kind of. Or if they're leading, they have to ask everybody if it's okay. Yeah. Is it okay if I make this decision? Yeah. A- and it's unfortunate because, you know, and, and when a woman, when a man leads, mm. and sometimes he has to yell at people, he's being uh, professional and, and businesslike. And when a, an assertive, and when a woman, when a woman leads and has strong opinions and maybe changes her tone then she's a cunty bitch Wait, well, fuck Trump that shit's coming back that's everybody's oh it's all coming back everything that I fought for 
is all coming back. Nah, man. It's all listen, coming dude, back. Let me tell you. I'll never be good enough. I'll nah, never be pretty enough. No all, one will listen to me unless I'm wearing makeup. No one will listen to me unless I'm wearing a suit. No one will listen to me unless I'm wearing the right clothing. I fought against that for years. You know what? I am not an unattractive person. I'm not ugly, but am I pretty enough? You know, pretty for people for to for, for people to listen to me and to listen to my ideas and have worth in our society. People. I look at pretty no, people. Well, I don't no, well, no, you listen to pretty women. <laughs> you listen to pretty people. I don't give That's a hard. damn what George Every- Clooney's opinion is. I don't give a damn what any. Of, I don't. I don't. I look at them. Pam, I, it's a difference. I talk to. I a, listen to people who have real intellect. I listen to people who have real insight. I don't give a fuck if that's a homeless dude walking down the street or some senator on a TV screen. If I hear something that seems like it makes sense to me in my situation, of course, whether it be for or against it, I might take a second to listen. But if you're pretty to me, truthfully, you don't have an opinion. Who gives a fuck? Your on, life's been easy. Such a double edged sword. Your life's been easy. If I was you're on pretty. a date with a French woman last night. I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about for she three hours. She didn't either. She was probably blah, blah, blah in French because she knew you would listen because she's French and probably be pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. Exactly. Yeah. Those people live a different life, man. Yeah. Like I told like, okay, you know me and Shelly, that's like my best friend and shit, right? I be giving Shelly shit all the time because Shelly and Pam have Shelly's the same, really pretty. They yeah. have the same fashion advisor. You and Shelly drop shop. Well, she gives me all of her old store. clothes. Oh, I, okay. I don't buy anything. I'm poor. She gives me all okay, of her old clothes. Okay, that kind of makes sense. I think then. these are actually her jeans that she that gives me. That is so, it kind of looks like Shelly's legs from here now that you mentioned yeah. it. So yeah, it she could gives, be. She gives me all her clothes. <laughs> but I was, I was giving Shelly shit. I was like, Shelly, why don't you play it up? You're really cute. Alright, if I was cute, I'm not that cute. If I was cute though, you know what I'm saying? I would play that shit up. You know what I'm saying? Just because and that's part of entertainment. If I was some dude with a six pack, I would wear tight clothes all the fucking time. If I had big ass arms and shit, I would have I would never wear so sleeves. Leslie Small, Ever. a comedian named Leslie Small told me once uh-huh. that, you know, uh, people love cake, but they like it better with frosting. That's true. And I said, I don't like to wear frosting. And she said, Pam, you should consider some frosting. Just a little bit. And no sprinkles. So but, you know. last year at the New Year's, I decided for a week to like put myself together and wear clothes and makeup. And people treated me so differently for a week. Uh-huh. And you know what? I hated it because fuck you guys. Fuck you for making me be pretty. So you listen to me. You know what? Everyone liked they me better on stage. Pam. Everybody liked me better on stage Pam. because I was pretty. They were just fuck you guys. To They're the same fucking jokes. They're the same jokes. But everybody laughs harder and listens better because I'm pretty. No, because they were trying to bang that. you, Pam. That was, had nothing to do with the Wait, jokes. They then like, you're saying I that like my jokes aren't you. funny. Then you're saying no, that I'm you only worth, jokes that people only like me because I'm pretty. So those that's jokes weren't the funny problem. the week before? Well, that's what I'm saying. They weren't people, funny? They, but the people they weren't were laughing funny. as much. When I put right. the clothes on, people like me better, and I hate that. I, got I hate trouble. nothing okay. more than the way that I look. You judge me by the way that I look. Okay. Fuck Good everybody. Point. Good point. But on top, I got in trouble last night for saying something to Cobbs because these, there was a, it was some people that were there that, that sold this joint out, right? Sold this motherfucker out, Pam. We were moving chairs trying to find places for people to sit, right? And I was so pissed off. I was like you know what I gotta dumb down my comedy so I can become popular and the GM let me have it I mean she's never talked to me like this before she was like don't you ever dumb down your comedy are you fucking kidding me you respect this art form and don't let these idiots up here who are taking over because they were handsome and they say a lot of dumb shit and they pack this place out don't let that change who you are because we still respect smart comedians and in my mind I was like do we 
because I've seen Deion Cole, who I have a lot of respect for, come there and do a whole weekend and never have a night that looked that good. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I've seen very, very smart comics have half-filled comedy clubs, and I see these flash-in-the-pan, nobody, Instagram, YouTube people who can't even carry five minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can't carry five minutes, be up there for an hour bullshitting, and the people are just so excited to meet them at the end. And I was like, you still want to meet them after this bullshit? And they yeah. were good people. They, I'm, I'm not hating on them. It's just, don't bring that shit in my house then. Keep that, go take that shit to the Civic Auditorium or something since you're so fucking popular. Why you got to come into the comedy club? <laughs> but it's the vanity, Pam. It's the vanity that people, these not, see, this is the thing. You're always going to have a core audience of smart people. And I feel the same way. But I might have to dumb it down to get the people to fill in the rest of the seat so I can keep doing my art form. You know what I'm saying? But they, she, I, I, I've retracted my statement. I won't dumb down my shit. But because I was, I was really surprised at just how passionate the entire, because it, it went from that to she brought the shit up at the bar when we were all drinking. She was like, yeah, Terry's going to be a dumb comic now. And the whole crowd, who they were like, no, nah, dude, we actually like you, dude. Don't you fucking do that. And they all let me have it. And I was like, all right, cool, fine. Maybe there is some room to just be real and genuine and make it. But it just seems so hard in a room full of people who are only caught up on vanity and only caught up on the idiots that are in the society, like Trump and these people who just don't have any care about what they say and how they affect people. I care yeah, about my jokes. No, no, no. I, mean, I actually stopped doing a joke because even though Pam acknowledged it, I did it here at the joke workshop. And I did a joke about how women don't know the price of drinks. They know how much sex they have to do to pay for the drinks. <laughs> and I did it. And I set it up way better than that. And Pam was a course there and she she told me about it she was like for some reason i'm not offended by it i don't know how you did that but just because you said you thought you should have been offended by it i never did that joke again because uh -huh. i care about how my jokes affect people well you know it but i i agree that women are part of pro, we're part and parcel to the prostitution mm -hmm. thing we just don't make it legal which makes me sad i mean when you and <laughs> when a man honestly when a man buys me a drink yeah and i'll tell him like i have a boyfriend who i love very much but when a man buys me a drink i will still talk to him for an a lot of amount of time because I feel like he has bought my attentions. Yeah. He bought my attentions for five. If any dude buys me a drink, I'll give him five minutes of my time. That's fair. Because he basically bought my time. Yeah. A Maybe dollar not a minute. Whole drink, but until you can see the ice. Cubes. I give him a dollar a minute. You know, if a he's if, a if, if if you bought me a five dollar drink, I give him five minutes, <laughs> and I'll best. talk to him. I mean, you're I understand it. Way. Thank you for the drink. Or or if I don't want to give him my time, I'll usually trade. I'll Dude. say, oh, you want to buy me a drink? That's so sweet. Let me give you a pot treat. Check. So I feel like there's a, a thing. We, yeah, we need to get started on perfect forever. No, no, no. Just oh, check okay. out how weird the end of my date went last night. Um, oh, yeah, so French I girl. so I blew like twenty five, thirty <laughs> bucks on beers. Yeah. For this girl, I paid for everything. Yeah. She was she was she was hot. I didn't. I, she reminded me of the girl in um, Pulp Fiction, like with Bruce oh, Willis. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. I want the pot belly. Yeah. Um, like you know, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, just like whatever. Like that's like yeah. she's adorable. And at the end of the night, she tells me that basically she wants a visa and what? she's looking for an engagement and what? she wants to like uh, she wanted like my address so she could mail me money to pay back for the beer and she didn't want to lead me on because she was looking for someone to get engaged to at least that's how wow. I interpreted it. Wow, that's exactly nah, what that's happened. That's pretty dead on if you interpret. I mean, because that was, I mean, you looked like you were still searching for it, like you were trying to say the right words. Yeah. So it's like you still interpreted it. That's what you're getting. So all, all, all I said was like, I think you're hella cool. And uh, and she was, she, she was like, she's like six months ago, I would do, she's, she's like, six months ago, I bring you in for sex, but no more of that. And I'm like, whatever. And then I was like, I was like, 
I'm I was like, I, and then I was like, immigration I'm, I'm, in, bitch. No, 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 no. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I'm really attracted to you, and your mind's gonna change, but my number won't. Oh, that's a lie. Yeah, that's heavy right there. And then, uh, and then she made out with me for like five minutes, and then went inside. Um, nice. That's, I, I that's doubt she's gonna call hard. me. This is why I'm single. I don't have good lines like that. I'm only good on. I'm pretty good on stage. Like, the person free, I'm man. Take it. Take that line. It's a that good is. Genius, like you know, your opinions don't change. Uh, you know what, though? The only reason I think I'm single is because I'm out of shape. I think if I go to the gym, I'll have a girlfriend within six nah, months. Nah, man, I no, got that's, I, 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 I agree. I, I'll agree with that. Well, um, maybe because you feel better about yourself. But no, no, I'm the shit, dude. Right now, I'm fine. It's they, just no. We, I mean, women. And are I'll, attractive I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I, I am, I am shallow. I had, uh, and I, I still love him desperately as a person. Mm -hmm. Drummer comedian Aaron Barrett is a phenomenal mm -hmm. human being. Mm -hmm. And one of the main reasons I broke up with him is that um, you guys went out. We dated for like two and a half years. Oh wow! Drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, myself, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was, he was right before Jonathan. Mm -hmm. So the. <laughs> The reason I start, and I hate to say it, now I love and I love my boyfriend. You guys know this is true. Yeah, but for sure. He's super hot. Like he has a great. He's a skateboarder. He has a, just an amazing body. And I even said, and I said it to Paul Sanford. It's so funny. I broke up with drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, and Paul Sanford was like, "Why? Why did you do that?" And I said, "Well." I deserve to be with a really young hot guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm like I'm I was like I'm almost 40 and I'm pretty hot for a 40-year-old and I feel like I I've always wanted to be I've always I didn't want to settle. I don't want to settle anymore. I want a young hot skateboarder boyfriend and like I said it out loud to Paul That's Sanford. What you wanted. And he was like that is really shallow, Pam. And I was like, "You know what? I finally deserve that to get this. I I've, I can date a hot guy. I get to date a hot guy." And he could, because and I just was like, "I'm just going to start dating younger men." And I did and and then Jonathan and I got together and he's amazing. I mean, we've been together for 3 years, but the the original reason I I wasn't as attracted to him. We were on the back patio one day and he took off his shirt and he was wearing a wife beater and I was like, "Oh my god, look at his butt." I was like, "Who is that guy?" And that cuz he had been hanging out on the back patio for weeks and we talked and I didn't remember his name or anything till he yeah. took his shirt off and I was like what the fuck is over there exactly. hot guy so I got two options you either <laughs> need to become super famous then it doesn't matter what you look doesn't like doesn't matter yeah. and then you just grab that pussy then I can grab that pussy I, want, I can go the Trump route and either get rich and famous or I can yeah. just go to the gym and because that's the whole thing I mean it, it sucks because yeah I do need to get in shape so I can live a little bit longer I don't want to end up like Patrice or anybody else that we, that we lost way too early because of the lifestyles that we live right. and I'm not even uh, that far uh, off Patrice, it's like comedian. but I, but I also know me and I know that I understand that if women are that shallow when I become that dude I am going to be a raging dick I'm gonna be a dick I'm gonna play so sweet the more of a dick you are the more fuck over yeah. almost every chick because I was like I'm the same dude I was but since that dude wasn't good enough for you guys I'm gonna fuck you then I'm gonna fuck your friends and shit <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hit on your mother That's and make you need religion. That's why Tara Dorsey needs religion. You're going to turn into like the first, you're going to turn into the first three two short albums. Oh, immediately. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, I think I that's what happened to these girl named I last night, man, because yeah. they were both gym rats, but I noticed they were very awkward around women. And I was like, you guys went to the gym just to pick up chicks. I, I saw straight through it. Y'all literally went to the gym so you can pick up chicks, but they weren't cool dudes. See, but women are expected to be hot mm -hmm. all the time. And men get to have them anyways. Yeah. Which is why I say now, like, I mean, I I got to I get the opportunity to be shallow and vain. But That's I true. do, I do, I love 
even if something terrible happened to Jonathan and he, mm-hmm. his body fell apart and he, I'd still, I love him so much. But he needed the but, body to get in. That's my point. Well, and I love it that it stayed so together. But it's the same thing. Guys expect women to do this all the time. And so suddenly no, I'm guys are unbelievably forgiving. Let me tell you that right now. Really? You think we aren't, but those guys that are in relationships are unbelievable. Most of them, most guys I know, because they have to look left on a whole lot of shit and they do and we don't bring it up. You know what I'm saying? It's just we don't speak about that. But yeah, guys look to the left a lot. And girls, I don't think even understand that as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might be hot, but you're dumb as a fucking rock. Right. So I keep you around. I'm trying to teach you and make you smarter and better so you don't embarrass me around my friends with college educations. You know what I mean? That's the type of stuff guys look past. We're like, you know what? She's hot enough. I can teach her to speak at dinner parties. <laughs> That's what we do. Tim, am I fucking lying? Oh, no, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, man, it was just one girl. She was crazy as a bag of cats. You understand me? Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about swinging over your head, bag of cats. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. And I was willing to look past it for two weeks. And I was like, dude, why would you date this woman? She's beautiful, but why would you do this to yourself? Crazy as a bag of cats. Swinging around your head and screaming. Like, she told me. She's like, I know you're looking at me. And you're like, I'm beautiful, but Terry, I'm really damaged. I'm fucking fucked up. And I was just like, come on, man, how bad can it be? How bad can it be? Open up your baggage. Let me see something. Close the bag. That chick was crazy. And she was probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever had the pleasure of spending time with. Wow. And she was unbelievably crazy. And she told me, and I I still tried for two weeks to make it work. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I love that movie. I just look left. I love it. That's what we do. But that's what we do. So it works both ways. You know what I mean? For For the vanity for men, we look the other way. You know what I'm saying? We'll look the other way to make sure we keep this cute girl around. And for women, I think you guys will probably look the other way too because this dude has a hot body. Who cares if he's dumb? No, I, I, it's, they have You'll to be smart. To right. Well, I'll talk to him if they buy me a drink. Exactly. But my, but my, <laughs> my, my boyfriend, he is really, he's really smart. He's a good dude. He is really smart. Uh, but he does manual labor, so a lot of people have discounted that. But we have conversations all the time about like really deep yeah. things. Uh, speaking of deep, we're gonna we're gonna thank Terry Dorsey. We got deep with you, and we're. Oh, gonna- this was so great! I really appreciate you guys. Oh, you're amazing! So you're, so I, I'm so glad you're like our first still Christian person. I know, so but not a lot of us out there. It's not not, there are a lot of you, but not in the Bay, not in the Bay and not that are comedians. So this was really enlightening, and uh, thank you so much. We're gonna get thank into the second part me. of our show, which is pervert fervor. It's gonna take a five-minute break. And then we're going to be right back with Pervert Fervert running the ones and twos, the Moogie Blues for me's and you's. Thank you so much, Terry. Uh, tell us really quickly before we go, uh, upcoming shows. I know you do stuff at the San Jose Improv. Uh, no, I know I have some shows. It's crazy, this month is really pretty open. So if anybody hears this, hit my email, t- uh, Terry G. Dorsey at Gmail. Uh, I have a show coming up in uh, Modesto very soon. But that's Modesto? So I know, man. I'm all over the place. If anything, man, just go my. 